Welcome to Big Girl Pants Podcast. This is episode 12. Hi! Welcome to Big Girl Pants Podcast, where we're here to talk about women, health, power, and wealth. Hosted by April Melton and Kimberly Shapiro. We are real women with real jobs doing real life. We as women know what it feels like to try to be super mom, super fit, wrinkle-free. All the while climbing the corporate ladder. Sound Sound familiar? Then this show is for you. So stay tuned. Hey, so we're back and it's episode 12. We're a little tired tonight because we were up late watching the fight last night. April was here at my house. It was so much fun. Thanks for coming over, by the way. Of course. I really, seriously, like, I love your family. I love the dynamic. I love how everybody, like, just has so much fun together. And they're just all so, like, I feel like... Very authentic. I feel like friends, right? Like, the show friends. Like, this is, like, friends. Like, it's the same people all the time. You guys have the same inside jokes. Like, like, uh... Christian and Brad, like they were like, you know, like oh, right. trying to put each other in submissions last night because we're watching the UFC. Like it was and, so, and that's their thing. It was so Every awesome. Fight. It was so awesome. Cause I was like, man, I just feel like I'm like, I'm a part of it now. Like, you I'm, are a part of it. Yeah. You fit very well. Yeah. Chloe fits very well. Oh my gosh. Of course she does. <laughs> the only child in the group and she was just rolling with it. She's the most fabulous. Love her. And she's like, I need to dance. So can we turn on some music? Cause I need to dance. <laughs> <laughs> so in normal times when so taylor's pregnant um for those of you know i don't know if we've discussed that on the show or not but so she's due in and that's your daughter your my daughter, daughter my oldest daughter and so she's pregnant and the fun thing about taylor is when you talk about friends her group of friends really is, is that friends. dynamic yeah and so they're always over they have been forever like yeah. going on like I mean, six, seven years of the same people all the time, which is super fun. But when they come, they are the party. They yeah. bring the party. So it's been a little interesting watching that shift a little bit this summer and just oh, with her being pregnant. she's pregnant. Right. So with Taylor, and it's not even that Taylor is a big drinker. She's really... I mean, it's not that she's not, right. but it's not that she is. Right. She's kind of you know a normal 20-year-old, 25-year-old. But it's funny because since she hasn't been drinking much... Everybody hasn't been drinking much, and the parties are just way more subdued than they used to be. Yeah, yeah. And there's always um, like you haven't met, or at least I don't think you've been here when we've had like my uncle and like kind of the older generations here. I've only been to one party where your dad was here too. Okay, so usually there's kind of there's three generations in the party. There's Taylor's generation, my generation, and my parents' generation and their family. You know, like my dad's brother and my mom's sister and all that. Well, it gets a little uncomfortable for me because I'm always concerned about everybody and like, okay, is everybody comfortable? Is this like wigging everybody out? Because the music they like to listen to, like Cardi B and not the clean version we were playing last night for Chloe. Like the, 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 (laughs) what is it? What's the word? Explicit. Uh, Explicit version. Right. And so that other generation is not always excited about that music, right? They don't understand it. They no. think it's, you know, vulgar. They're like, what are bloody shoes? Like, For what's that? real. And that's some of the more <laughs> subdued, yeah. right, music. Right. So that's what is typically played in my house, like, post 9 p.m. And the, the older guys are just like, I'm going outside. 
I'm over this. This is ridiculous. Yeah, and it always it makes me a little uncomfortable, but at the same time, I'm not shutting it off because the kids are having fun, right. and I'm like, all right, everybody's going to have to learn to just roll with each other. Yeah, and, and you can always have like different music, like a different speaker outside than inside or well, something. Well, and think about like the the earlier parts of the evening right. is typically their music. The the like the older generations, like it's their music, yeah. right? And it just kind of slowly transitions. And so, like, okay, guys, for the last four hours, we've listened to your music. Now right. we're going to let them do. Listen to Bruce Springsteen and the Eagles. So. <laughs> or really, it's actually more like the country stuff. Oh, really? Oh, for real. Like the 70s and 80s kind of country stuff and some new country. But then, oh boy, when it transitions, it transitions big time. You're like, we're done with Merle Haggard. We're moving on to Post Malone. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. So that's transitioned a little bit too because nobody's really been in the mood to like... Because, you know, when you have a little alcohol flowing, it's yeah. like dance party. And we haven't really been doing that much. Yeah, because so. Taylor's not drinking. Yeah, and then I wonder... What's that dynamic going to look like when there is a baby? Like, I mean, clearly she's going to be a little more protective of the music and just all of that. So I think that that part of our life, that phase of our life might be either on hold for a while or gone, right? We're, we're moving into a different, a different phase, which is cool to watch too. It is really cool. Yeah. I'm good with all of it. Whatever. I'm just happy. My kids want to be at my house. That's what, that's what, that's the the best part about the whole thing is just, I felt like, like, you know, obviously I came over, which the reason why I came over so dressed last night was because I had to drive all the way to Fort Worth to pick up Chloe uh, and then drive all the way over here. Yeah, you look so cute. Your makeup all did. Your hair all did. Thank you. And I looked homeless. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like I walked in and it was like everybody was like in their places and everybody's doing their thing or whatever, which was awesome. And I loved it. And I was like, man, I just, I, I want, <laughs> I've always wanted to have like a fam familial experience like right. that. So it was really cool. So what's your dynamic like? Get, um, give me a little background. So if I was to walk into your home, um, during fight night, would you guys even get fight night? Like, would right. that that's be the s- thing? It's like, we just, we just, it, I mean, my two families, like, you know, my mom's side and my dad's side, they're just so different. Like, right. But is there a side that might actually have a party? Uh, for sure. Parties. Yeah. Yeah. They for sure have parties, but it's, it's just like, it's just very different. Like, oh. you know, if my, let's say like Christmas, for example, okay, or something like example. my dad always has like Christmas at his house or whatever, or my grandfather does it at his house. And like, it's really fun and jovial, but it's also like we're, we're, you know, older, like all the grandkids are older. So now all the grandkids have kids. So they're doing things like at their houses and their places. So oh, it just, okay. I just don't really have a place that like I could come to like last night, which Got was you. really cool. Cause I just felt like this is definitely the community place. Yeah. And it, it goes back and forth. Sometimes it's at my mom's. Yeah. Sometimes it's here. But it's always the same people. Yeah. Always the same Which people. Which is the best part. Because yeah. it's just like consistency. For sure. Yeah. There's definitely that continuity factor in my family. Yeah. Yeah. You know it. what to expect when you come to my house. You know the faces you're going to see. You know the personalities that are going to be here. You know what each group is going to be doing. You're going to have your pool table people. You're going to have your people yeah. sitting outside. You're going to have the living room people, the dining room people. Like, it's always so cool. the same I just thing. love it. I love it so much. I always want it. Like, that's what I want. Like, moving forward. Oh yeah. Like if I were to ever get married again or whatever and like just have like that house where people come and yep. it's like, yeah. Cause I love hosting and I love like being around people. I think the key honestly, and I grew up with this is just to be fun. Yeah. And I'm not like, I'm conservative, so I'm a conservative fun, but anything kind of goes, you know, I'm like, I don't really care. Like, I'm not going to be the fun one necessarily, but I'm so here to host the fun. Yeah. Y'all bring the fun. I'm good with it. Like, let the music get as loud as it gets. Let it get as dirty as it's going to get. Whatever. I don't care about all that stuff. Yeah. Um, But yeah. 
I love it. Yeah. Anyway, it's great. So thanks for being here. It was super fun. Of course. Although that fight was a little. Whack. Oh my gosh, that was insanity. Well, it was the end. Like what happened at the end. So those of you who didn't see the fight, which I would be so surprised, you probably saw the news by now, but or Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Something. But yeah, when or he Facebook. jumped that fence, what's his guy's name? Khalid, Khabib, Khabib, Khabib. When he did Khalib, Khabib. Yeah, him. When he jumped the fence or the the gate, I was like, oh, that's he not literally good. jumped out of the octagon. That's crazy. And went to attack. Um, Conor McGregor's like fighting coach. Yes. Who jumped over and hit Conor? Who was that? It was members of Khabib's clan. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, it was very, and, and from what I know, I, obviously I'm not an expert, but I do listen to like Joe Rogan and I was keeping up with this fight beforehand. Oh. Uh, Brendan Traub, which is a former fighter. He was like, I'm not going to that fight. He used to be in the UFC. Because he thought it was going to be so like violent. So scandalous. He was like the oh. Russians versus the Irish. I'm not going to be there. Oh, I'm not going to do it. I didn't even think about that dynamic. He called it. He called it literally like two days or a day before the fight. Yeah. Okay, and then he said that. But then it was like, I guess Connor had really insulted Khabib's like religion, his family, a lot of really personal things like mm. attacking them. So it was like, even after that fight was done, I don't think that Khabib had the ability to one, realize that he just won and two like check his uh, rage. How funny and what hole was I in that I didn't even know it was Conor McGregor fighting. <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh, it's a McGregor oh my fight. God, oh my God, that's just so fun. It's going to be so great. Yeah, I just love fights. Like, oh, I mean, I'm not Me like, I'm not going to watch them unless it's the big ones that they have. Like, I don't just, I don't, like, I'm not going to turn on UFC. Is that what it is? And yeah. just watch it. Like, ever. Isn't that right? That's what it is. Like, is that what it is? I just like when we get the, like, there's again? big fights and Brad orders them. And I always like that night. Like, it's always fun. But, I love that too. Um, but I didn't know he was the one, and I actually like watching him just because he's he's so crazy. He is crazy. He's very. He's, he's got a huge like ego. Arm swing thing, oh, yeah. like when he's walking he's around, fun. like his. What do they call that? T- uh, man it's not posturing, last night. but it's like like I don't know. whatever. It was funny. It was funny. So, so anyway, what are we going to talk about today? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Well, we, before we, the podcast, which is what always happens, which is funny because this happens on Joe Rogan's podcast too. He's yeah. like, we'll be talking about something before we even start recording. And we're like, we should stop talking about this because it's really good. <laughs> I know. But it's like, um, we were talking about dating mm. before. So we can definitely talk about that. I think we should. On, um, my, on my end. because I <laughs> Well, just on all ends, all fronts, because I want to say... I want to speak to like what I think is appropriate, even though I haven't dated in 20 years. I would it love to hear your it thoughts. It doesn't mean that I, it does mean I'm not relevant, but it doesn't mean it doesn't have a place in society still. Yeah. I mean, I'm still a human walking around today exactly. and like observing. And, and you're still a woman. Right. And even though you're not in the dating world, that doesn't mean that your standards aren't like yeah. good. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I think, and also we're going to be so different. Like the, I think we, we really did stop ourselves when we started to talk about it because we wanted to have this recorded. Yeah. We kiboshed our conversation. I think, <laughs> I have a feeling yeah. that we do not agree on We'll find out. Uh, the uh, the ways of conducting ourselves when dating. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Or, or hear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, it's just, like, so different now with, like... Um, Social the, media. And the, the apps, the dating apps and all that. The dating apps, but also, like, accessibility, right? Because it's, like, think about when you were dating. Yeah. Like, were there cell phones when you were dating? No. Yeah. No, that's So what true. happened? So what happened? Brad had to call you on your house phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then if you weren't home, he left a message... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, think about accessibility, right? It's like now, so I'm dating, obviously. I'm on um, 
I was on Bumble, but I'm not on Bumble anymore. I'm on Hinge, which okay. is a new dating app, which is um, Amanda Shapiro's on it too. We okay. talked about it last night. Um, and it's different. So I've been on, like, I met my ex-husband on eHarmony. So that's technically, it was an app. It was like an online dating service at the time because I don't think there was even, the iPhone had just come out when I was, when I met Brian, like the three or four. What was that, eight? Well, it was nine. Oh, nine, but I didn't have one yet. So I think I had a Blackberry at that point. So it wasn't, we weren't apps That's right. Everybody had a Blackberry. Yeah. It was like, um... I had the iPhone 3, like, he bought it for me after we started dating. Oh, okay. So it was like that. Right. So uh, I met him on computer dating, technically, uh, eHarmony, and then um, I met Brad on Tinder, which was my ex-boyfriend, and then I've been on Bumble and Hinge. Um, I'm no longer on Bumble because it's just too much, just too much swiping and too much, like, to keep up with. It yeah. just really, like, boggles <clears throat> your mind. So are there certain apps that are really just for hookups, hookups and things like that? So Tinder and Bumble are very um, hookup-driven. So Tinder for sure. It's like... So if a guy reaches out to you on Tinder, you know he's probably just looking You really for have sex. to do... You have to do the best you can for filtering because you have to say... Like, you either have to put it in, like, your profile or on your pictures Like, I'm not looking for Not looking this for hookups. Or, right, yeah. okay. Yeah. Like, Got it. not here for that. And is that pretty standard now, do you think, um, when you go out on a date, whether whether you find them on Tinder or Bumble or whatever, even if you just meet somebody out and you go out, is it fairly standard to sleep with somebody on the first date now? Because um, I hear people doing that all the time, and I'm just like... Dear God, is that really normal now? I'm not blushing at all. Like, I'm definitely not blushing. You kind of are a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm being facetious. Um, so it's not... Here's the deal. You really... Okay, so I'm going to say this, too, because I think we're in a time and place in society and in 2018 where, like, it's not terrible to be a woman and want to have sex. Okay. That's for, for, just, yeah, no, I, I agree yeah, with that sure. shift. Right. And think about it like, you know, a lot of guys want to get laid. Okay. And, but a lot of girls want to get laid too. Like it's really hard for us to be, to, you know, cause we have to kind of play this role where we have to be, you know, proper and buttoned up or whatever, but you know what? It's going to happen where we have a couple cocktails and Hey, guess what? I want to have sex too. Yeah. So it really just depends on what you're looking for, what the situation is like, whether or not you have chemistry. And like, if the both of you are kind of on the same page, like, Hey, I like you. I'm into you. I, um, I'm having a great time with you and I want to have sex with you. Mm -hmm. Like it really just depends on the situation because I I feel like (laughs) this is a, this is very telling of who I am in my life right now. But, and I didn't think I wanted to say this on the (laughs) podcast, but, um, (laughs) There's so much built up, like, not animosity, but tension around sex, right? That it's um, it's almost like the, the peak or the, the pinnacle of dating, right? So it's like, you know, you build up, you build up, you build up, you climb up the mountain, and oh my God, we had sex. And it almost seems like But now, you're not getting that if you're doing it on the first date, right? Totally not. You're definitely not. But it almost seems like now, <laughs> this is so bad. I really didn't think I was going to say this, but... Um, do you want me to remind you that like your parents are going to hear this and like, before no, you, don't you have say to, it? I don't care. I'm, okay. I'm 31 okay. years I'm like, old. Like, should I, I remind care. you that people No, I this. don't care at all. Okay. But it's like, I honestly, I've been thinking about this for the past couple of days and it's so ironic that we started talking about this. I feel like 
when you have sex with someone early, it doesn't necessarily have to be the first date, maybe the second or third. Right. You completely disarm the relationship. Like, or whatever the case may be, right? The situation. You completely disarm the situation because it's like the sex is now out of the way. True. But is there any truth to when you remove that mystery from the relationship, it also kind of takes you to that next step before you're really ready for it. 100%. Which is why relationships tend to end... um, you know, in demise. Quickly, when right. you have sex too soon. Yeah, because you're just, you're right. I think it does disarm the relationship. I think it does take you to that next step quick, quicker. Mm-hmm. But the relationship isn't ready for that yet. 100%. And you don't know each other 100%. well enough yet to know how to navigate through that. I agree. And that's probably why so many relationships end. Yes. Um, because when we they have, have sex, sex too soon. Yeah. yeah. And premature is a perfect word because it's like, at what point, because I'm, and so, you know, I say that, I say that having sex really soon kind of disarms the whole thing because it removes the mystery of sure. whether or not we have sexual chemistry, you know, whether or not you like mesh well in the bedroom, mm-hmm. all those things, right? But then it opens an entire new door on, great, now I'm going to overanalyze the situation. How does he feel about me? How do I feel about him? Am I really right. ready for a relationship? Like, is this how this works? Like, all that stuff, right? Right. But then, in the same respect, or in a different like, um, I don't want to say turn of the page or whatever, but I'm also of the mindset that I'm okay with starting to be friends with someone, mm-hmm. like legitimately get to know you, be your friend, talk to you for two months, three months, maybe go on a date, maybe not even kiss on the first date. Yeah. I think it really just depends on the person and the situation because like sometimes you just have really great chemistry, like sexual chemistry with someone or, or uh, you're attracted to them mm-hmm. and you want to have sex with them. And other times like you really want to get to know someone and you want to take it really slow. Right. And I think that's the beauty of dating. You get to, and the beauty of being a woman in 2018, like you yep. get to kind of like figure that out. You get to, decide. Yeah. You get to decide everything, first of all. So I have a different perspective. For sure. You know, obviously. I mean, (laughs) well, I just, I know myself. So even though I'm not in the dating scene, 2018, like I get it. Yeah. You know, God willing, I won't be um, ever again. You know, who knows? But anyway, well, (laughs) not by choice anyway, but I, I can't, I do know myself still. Yeah. And I know how I would conduct myself in situations like that. So I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I would not um, sleep with somebody on the first date. It's just not me. Yeah. It's just not who I am. Yeah. But I also feel like, you know, just like with a good book, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm going to reference a book, but just just like with a good book, there's a story. And, you know, you kind of build the characters. You kind of get to know the character dynamic. You start to care about the characters. And then when you get to the climax of the book, you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And then, you know, when you get to the end and it's all, you know, like the story is told and you, you now you know all the good, the bad, and the ugly, you're like, oh, my gosh, I hope there's a book too. Like, yeah. what more, yeah. right? But I feel like when you get and this isn't even just around sex yeah this is also when you when you show all your cards in Mm -hmm. the beginning yeah and you're just super like there's nothing wrong with being authentic in my opinion and genuine obviously you want to be from the beginning right but i think when you show all your cards in the beginning you're like this is just who i am or you give all of yourself to someone like too too soon you tell too much you say too much you you show too much of who you are your heart whatever I think you just the the first of all you lose the the, the climactic moment 
of kind of building the character dynamic because you you haven't even given anybody a chance to care about the ugly of you. We all have that, right? We all have the sides to us. Like that's the, so funny because Jordan Peterson was just talking about this. He was he really said, yes. He said that the reason why someone like loves you or falls in love with you or whatever isn't because of you know all of the you know, the perfect stuff, like yeah. all the stuff that we try to pretend like we're so good at. It's right. because of the imperfections. Right. But it's like when you show the imperfections too soon. Yeah, they don't, it, it's, it's just too soon. Like there's no other, soon. there's no other way to even say like when you show too soon, it's just too soon. Yeah. They don't love you yet. They don't, they may not even like you enough yet to care. Yeah. But when you <laughs> unveil these things almost in a tear kind of situation, like, okay, here's a little bit of me, like here's, you know, 0.18 of right. me. And well, then like, here's, you know, like stressful situations or yeah. when you're exhausted or you're tired or whatever. Yeah. It's like, you just kind of little pieces, just, right? Little, little pieces. pieces, not too much. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's no different than when you interview somebody. So I'll, you know, I'll speak to that like analogy just cause we're both in, you know, we interview all day long yeah. for a living, like professional job. Interviews. But when you see somebody who shows their true self, exactly who they are in yeah. that interview, um, it's too soon. It's right? way too soon. You want somebody to come in and play the part yeah. in the beginning anyway. Yeah. And so that's why I'm a big advocate of like two and three meetings because you're going to each meeting, you're going to see a little bit more of that person than you saw in the first meeting. And we all know people are people, right? They're not going to be super perfect. We don't, we don't want perfect. Right. right. But at the end of the day, that whoever you see in that first interview, um, they're kind of playing a little bit of a part, right? Yeah. To get, to get the role. But people who show... That's their agent. Yeah. People who show who they are, I mean, really are, like the ugly parts of who they are, because we all have those ugly parts. For sure. We like to keep them hidden a little too soon. Um, We're not giving anybody a chance um, to like us and be able to handle it. Yeah. We're just throwing it at them, and they're like, okay, get her out of here. It's funny that you bring that up, because you know, recently um, at work, I had a, a candidate or a consultant, whatever starting at a job that she had wanted for like three weeks Mm -hmm. and it happened to be like um what we call backfill or you know we replaced someone that we originally placed there yeah and um she was supposed to be in our office at 10 30 to do her paperwork and she didn't show up until 11 Mm. and i was like man true colors like if if this is any indication that this is what's going to happen on either your first day or subsequent days. Like, ah, that makes me very apprehensive. Exactly. Because you told us that you would be available to be there at 1030. So it's like, again, the true colors thing. Like, I see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. And then take into consideration, I guess, you know, before we get into that other topic, um, like at work, when, when you work with someone, not necessarily like the hiring process. Like, okay, they got hired. They're in. And you get to know them a little bit and everything is great. They become friends. You start to love them. You know, you really enjoy working with them. And then something happens um, to show where they show their true colors, if you will. And if you didn't have that period of getting to know them and that period of getting to like them, there would be no coming back from that. You're just like, this person is crazy. They're neurotic. They're psychopath, right? You wouldn't even give them a, you wouldn't give them a a free pass on this bad behavior. Yeah. But because you've worked with them for so long, because you've got to know them on a personal level and because you like them, now you're going to like almost give them a free pass. Like, okay, that sucked. Their behavior is really childish, but you know, I won't, you know, hold it, you know, I won't hold it against them forever kind of thing. But if they show that in the beginning, 
it's over. Like you're not even going to give them a chance to be a friend. Yeah. So that it's kind of the same situation when you're dating. Like you can't, it's so funny too, because our industry are, well, sales in general and like staffing and stuff. (laughs) So I've been thinking about this for like a couple of months now, how, like what, how sales has taught me about dating Mm. because like, I mean, let's think about the sales process. But the process. whole building rapport and... Everything. Think about the sales process, yeah, right? Before so you, you close them. Like, <laughs> dude, everything. Everything. Think about the sales, so the steps. True. Right? Well, so true. Right? So it's like... And it's it was so like... I, I, I want to write this book, but it's like... <laughs> maybe we can co-write it. But it's like, you know, number one, you got to find prospects. Who are your prospects? Why would they be your prospects? Mm-hmm. Right? So you start there. And the vetting like, process. The vetting process. Mm-hmm. So then it's like you go through that process. You start, you know, making calls or going through that whole yeah. process. And mm-hmm. then you, you know, you meet them. Right. So then you meet them and then you have a meeting and then you decide like if there's something. Well, that's where you build the rapport. Exactly. Right. Is there something to connect us? There's something good here. Something to build a relationship. Is it just going to be networking? Like, are we just going to be like, so, you know, right. and in turn, if it's, if it's dating, are we just going to be friends? And then from there, it's like, do we progress forward? Are we going to do business together? Um, what are their buying signals? And this is like, they, do they want kids? Do they want to get married? Are they just <laughs> looking for a hookup? Like you're trying to find out yes. what are they really looking for here? What's the pain? Dude, right? sales and dating. For it's, real. For sure. it's a book idea for me. For sure. So good. I love it. So if anybody steals it, I will sue you. But So if we're going to say that, is that really, and in all transparency, be really honest, is that how you conduct yourself so, in the dating process? Because right. I don't know that that's how you conduct yourself in the dating process. True, but think about it this way, right? Think about that one-off chance when you find a client who has an immediate need and you never fill a position with them ever again. Right. Okay. Think about dating in 2018. Think about the entire social structure of dating. Why are we dating? To find a life partner. To get married. Yes. That is, I mean, so you really have to take into consideration, like, what's the intention? Right. Right. So it's kind of like when you find those one-off companies, which for us, this is like, this is making a lot of sense, but not everybody's in staffing. So it's kind of like when you make that one deal, but you never make a deal with them ever again. Mm-hmm. Let's say they, you know, have an open position and you fill it and then you never work with them ever again. So yeah. you really have to take into consideration why. And to be fair, in 2018, men and women aren't far off from being equal. Women now well, a lot closer than we for sure have been in the past. Exactly. There's still a long way to go. For sure. But, yeah. I mean, I'm not you know, but you know what I'm saying. As far right. as like women, okay, I'll rephrase. We women are able to be self-sufficient, right? So, oh yes, definitely. Right, we're not I'm, looking for a caretaker. We're not looking for somebody. We don't need somebody to finance our life. Right, we're not we, looking for the knight in shining armor, honestly, anymore. We're not. We're really not, we're not the princess locked in the high tower, waiting for someone to come rescue us. Right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, me. You can use me for this example too. I have a full-time career. I have, you know, a daughter to take care of. I work out. I yep. take care of myself. I pay my own bills. Like all of these things. So. You know, what is it that we're really looking for? Are we looking for, like, and I heard um, a speech. I can't remember her name. Um, Oh, man, I can't remember her name. I wish I could. Um, But she said, uh, and I quote, purpose partner. She's looking Mm. for her purpose partner because, again, well, she was in a situation. I'm going to have to find her name now. But um, she was in a situation where she uh, got married, got engaged, built this business 
uh, it was um, she was doing sports agent agency, so she was an agent for major le- major uh, athletes, mm-hmm. professional athletes. Um, and she was like, I gave up my career because my fiance, you know, had kids, and she's like, I just I sold my business, and I and I wanted to start in this new chapter of my life. And then she found out literally the day before she got married that he was cheating on her, mm. because the girl that he was cheating on her with reached out to her and said, Hey, I think you should know this. Right. And she described like so many things. And she was like, what the hell do I do now? Rebuild, man. Exactly. But it's like, what choice do you have? We have the ability to do that now. So it's like, where, this is the big question I think for dating in 2018 is what is it that I'm looking for? Yeah. I love that because if you rewind five decades, right. And you go back to like the 1950s and, and think about what the purpose of getting married was then. Exactly. It was to build you know, a life. It was to find the wife wanted to find somebody who could take care of her so that she could, for the most part, like I, I get it. Yeah. There's, you know, there was a small number, the percent, I don't even know what the percent, actually Google that. What was the percent of women who went to college in 1950? Okay. Because I guarantee you, like I know that it was far lower. Women, that wasn't even something that was put into the minds of, of young women at the time. Like the next step is college. The next step after high school was marriage. Right. And it was then to have a family and to build a good home and to learn to cook and sew and keep a nice house like that. That was sort of the, so, the picture of and the purpose of dating. And men were looking for the picture perfect wife who would take care of the picture perfect children and, you know, and the picture good, perfect home. Right, right. Right. And they and they were they were going to then you know be responsible for taking care of the family, the breadwinner. Well, that's not really what women are looking for anymore. They want an equal partner. Yeah. They so, want somebody who's going to. Help them with the laundry and help them clean the <laughs> and house clean and, and help yeah. pick up the kids from daycare because, oh, they're both working. You know, like that's what women want these days. What is it? So according to Statista.com, um, percentage of the U.S. population who have completed four years of college or more. In 1950, the percentage of women who completed their four-year Is this going to shock me? Yeah. Okay. 5.2%. Okay. Wow. So we've made serious progress. What is it today? So in 2017, that was the last time they did obviously last year, the poll, um, it's still loading, but yeah, it's like, that's, that's, that's my point. So it's like, you know, yeah, that, that, like the way in 2017, it was 34.6%. So in 50 years, we've increased that five times, six, seven times. Still, still lower than it should be. For sure. Um, and here's the thing. But to be fair, the, the men that have graduated college in that year, Women are actually graduating at a higher rate than men. Okay. 33.7% of okay. men are graduating with four-year degrees. Makes so, sense. Yeah. But I do want to say, like, I, I, I am not, like, I don't have a problem with women who want to quit their careers and raise a family. I don't have a problem with no, that. No, man, I respect it. I, I, I do, too. I was a stay-at-home mom once, too. Like, I get it. I understand. If that's really what you want and that is what you always dreamed of and you're living out your dream by doing that more power to you. Your personal goals are your personal goals, right? right? I I am still a little bit worried for people who do that only because my biggest concern is, can you take care of yourself? And do you know how to take care of yourself? If something happens. If something happens. And I'm not just talking about husband cheats. Like something catastrophic happens or whatever. Do you have the ability to then go and, and, and support yourself and support your family? That's the only issue that I have. Right. But if that's your goal and that's what you want, my gosh, go do it. And that comes from our professional lives too, because we have seen so many women who try to reenter the workforce after staying home I mean, with their kids for years. So many. And then we're like, Oh, now what? Hmm. 
What are you going to do now? And it is hard. It is hard, especially when you're in your mid-40s and oftentimes sometimes early 50s when you're trying to kind of segue back in. Um, and you've been out for 20 sometimes plus years. And it's not to say that it doesn't happen and it can't happen, but it's just a little bit more of a challenge. And, you know, society changes and the expectations change and technology changes. And so it just makes you a little less relevant mm-hmm. when you haven't been um, when you haven't been in the job market. But... I know we went from like dating to job market, but I don't care. I just, I feel, <laughs> but I, I guess what I was trying to say is I don't want anyone to think that I have a problem staying at home. I have two of my best friends yeah. um, on this planet are stay at home moms and dang good ones. Like yeah. they are raising good human beings, right. you know, that are going to go out and, and contribute to the world in a meaningful way. So I, I don't have a problem with that. I just you know, just make sure you're taking care of yourself too. Yeah. Making, make sure that you have the ability to support yourself if something catastrophic happens. And, you know, I don't know. We that's can- all you, that's also like taking, you know, precautions, which we haven't had her on yet, but, um, your financial planner, like right. we're, we'll have her on. And that's, you know, even if you are, right. even if you are a stay at home mom, there are steps that you can take and precautions that you can put into place that if something does happen, you're covered, you're covered. Yeah. You have either disability coverage or you have life insurance or you have whatever, but it's all about planning and using, utilizing about those planning. tools in the right way. But that's yeah, right. I think that's the biggest thing though when, it, you know, because so, I did it, right? Yeah. Like I did it. I got married and I played the games, right? I, I didn't sleep with him too that's soon what I was just, and I didn't. I swear like, to God, you're in my head. Yeah, it's like I did that though, right? I, you know, I made him come, you know, an hour to my house to pick me up for our first date and then drive me to dinner and then drive me back home. I made him do that five times, mm-hmm. you know, or, or I, I set the standards, my expectations high because I knew that that was the, the plan for mm-hmm. me. Right. I knew that when I met this person, because we talked and we had, you know, things in common and obviously I fell in love with him because I married him. Right. right? But it's like, I played that game to do that. To reach that goal. So what you're saying, I'm like, so let me just make sure I understand. Yeah. You are an advocate of that game, or you think it's a big fat waste of time? I, I, okay, that's a good question. Um, I think that there's a time and place. So there's a book. Um, I'm pulling it up so we can talk about each bullet because I do think this is good stuff, especially yeah. because you and I um don't think alike on this. Yeah. Because I do personally, just like I think finding a job is a big game. Um, I think dating is a game and I know a lot of people are sick of the game and they don't want to play it. They just want to be, it's for sure a game. Tucker Max wrote a book called the game. Yeah, it, it is a <laughs> game, right? And I know that I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that I don't acknowledge that. I'm actually saying it is a game and you got to learn the rules. If you're old and it goes back to what you just said. Yeah. Why are you playing? Like, right. wh- what are you trying to get out of it? If you just want a hookup, well, go get a freaking hook up. Do right. what you want to do. But if you are looking for a life partner, the rules are going to change. You have to play the game. Bottom line. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I know people are like, well, We're if totally... I can't be me, then I, you know, then it's just not a good match. Nope. Dude, you can't be you because he doesn't like you yet. He doesn't even <laughs> know anything about you. And so you go show you quote unquote you, and he's going to run for the hills because women are freaking crazy. Yeah. I mean, let's just own that. <laughs> we are batshit crazy. And We're so, crazy, but boys can be crazy too. Well, no, they're nuts too. We're, yeah. we're all, people we're all crazy. are crazy. Everybody has their own crazy. Right. Everybody has their own crazy. I love that. That should be a quote somewhere. That April Melton. There you go. 
But I just, you know, we have, it goes back to like, you have to put people in a place to be able to accept your crazy yeah. and you have to show the different levels of your crazy at different times. And yeah. when we're out there just being us and super authentic in the beginning, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot because Plus you're really not like protecting yourself by showing all of you, like exposing, you know, it's kind of like, um, like <laughs> it's kind of like speaking in front of a group naked. Right? Like you're so exposed and you're so vulnerable. <laughs> right? Like, like being that exposed and vulnerable and, and, and upfront and uh what candid in front of someone like the first time you meet them. Yes. Like and I and I'm not saying like, okay, so let's say let's use me for example, right? I'll be the guinea pig. Okay. So okay. I'm on a dating app. So I'm talking to multiple people right now. Okay. Right? Like probably Well, you showed me like last night on what's that app? That's Hinge, but that's way too many. Like I'm not talking to all those guys, but like Like, that was a lot. Like consistent conversations, I'm probably talking to six men right now. Now, when I say talking, I'm just a little exhausted by even hearing right. that. So, but when I say talking, like that doesn't mean that I'm sleeping with six men. That right. doesn't mean that I'm right. even dating six men. That means that I'm having conversations via text majority, like. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. I'm talking to them. Right. Talking. So, but um, I went on a date. Actually, this guy, because I was on Bumble a couple months ago, and this guy um, asked me, he reached out to me on Snapchat. And it's weird because we were talking and like. That's weird. But wait, you knew him or you didn't know him? Um, So he, I met him on Bumble. Gotcha. And he, um, like, was taught, we were talking like a couple of months ago. And it was just one of those things. Like, it was just another guy that I met that I, you know, was, we were carrying on text, text versations, and then we never That's met. A thing Nothing now. ever happened from it. So then he reaches out to me on Snapchat the other day and was like, hey, um, you know, he's like, I added you on Snapchat, but I never really had the courage to, like, reach out to you. He's like, you know, would you want to, like, go to lunch or dinner or whatever? I was like, actually, I'm open for lunch today, so you want to go right now? And I was like, where, like, where do you Wow. Work? Yeah, okay. I seriously did that. And he worked in um, Frisco, and so I work in Frisco, so we met somewhere relatively close to each other, and then we had lunch. And I was in, like, in a lunch setting and situation, I'm already in work mode. Right. So, like, I'm, I don't have any, like, inhibitions. I'm not, I don't feel like no, I have right. to put on a face or, Makes a, sense. or a front or whatever. And that we had a great lunch, and it was awesome. And then what was next step like did you guys ever see each other again i mean we haven't but we've kind of texted back and forth about when we're gonna like we might have lunch next week oh, okay yeah All right so it's like in in cases like that i totally support you being like yourself like i i told him i was like you know i'm on like a carnivore diet so i can only eat like burgers and he was like cool let's go have a burger and we started talking about that and we he listens to the joe rogan podcast so we talked a lot about that a match made in heaven but but is it though like <laughs> Which actually, he's a, a financial analyst, so he might be like coming to you for a job or something. But um, works for me. Yeah, it was just like it was like in cases like that where you're going to go meet someone for lunch. Like, there's absolutely no problem with being like your true self. Yeah. But you know, there was no chance or opportunity for me to have alcohol and potentially go home with him. Oh yeah, at for, lunch. Right. You know what I mean? It is so a nice, like, safe, right, introductory yes. meeting period. You don't have to have like your guard up. Really, like having a conversation with someone and being like yourself is yeah. completely different than going to dinner with them yeah, or yeah. going to their house or. So while you were talking, yes. So you found it. Yeah. Okay. okay. So let me give a little history. Okay. Back in 1990, yep. Um, <laughs> Seven-ish, I found a book called The Rules. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't remember who gave it to me. I can tell you this. I have given it to probably 40 women. Every woman you meet. Over the last... I stopped about five years ago because it had... The rules have shifted so much just with social media and just... But have they, though? Yeah. Well, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. so. That's the big thing. I don't think so, but yeah. I think women becoming such feminists, and I am one too, right. like I get it, but I think um, because we are a little bit, like you just said, a little bit more open with our needs and what we want, um, we've stepped away from some of these rules because they seem a little archaic. They seem a little you know, old school, and they're like, so five years ago, I just kind of stopped giving it to people because they would read it, and then they would come back like, this is a bunch of crap. Yeah. So I want to walk through these rules. I think this Do is it. really good stuff especially since we're talking about by all means dating but anyway so like this book um it is i was trying to find that it's like fine and schoenfeld or something i I can't remember um exactly who it is i'll find that before we're done but when i found this book it was literally one year by ellen fine yes yes the rules by ellen fine that's the book we're talking about it was one year before i met brad okay or no no one year before brad proposed oh so you were dating I had just met him. Oh, wow. I got this book, okay. and maybe a month later, I met Brad. Mm. So, but I did get a proposal in one year. And this sounds so weird, but that is the premise of the book. If it's you game, are man. looking for a spouse, and I'm not saying you're looking for a caretaker. You're not looking for the knight in shining armor. That's not what I'm talking about. But you're just looking for that life partner. You're sick of being alone. You want, you want, you want a partner. Yeah. The the rules in this book, some would say can help you solidify that partner in less than one year, if that really is truly, truly your goal. Yeah. So here's the first one. The first rule is, and I think they're 40, so we're going to go through these super, super fast just because, I mean, we don't want to bore people, but number one is take care of yourself, be feminine, smell good. I don't think there's anybody on the planet that's going to disagree with that one. Yeah. No, because that's like common sense. Yeah. You can't look like a hot mess and then, you know, and it, well, if you read the chapter though, it's like going to the grocery store. Going to the gym, going anywhere. If you're going to the gym, this actually says put on a little mascara and a little lip gloss. Like you should always look ready to go. Every day I go to the gym, I'm coming straight from work and I have a full face of makeup on and my right. hair is done. Now I will actually take a wipe and take all my makeup off before I go but to you're the married. gym. Right. So <laughs> And I'm single. And like yesterday yeah. morning, I got like ready to yeah. go to the gym because I was going to a different gym where I knew there would be men there that yeah. I was attracted to that I want to talk to me. Right. So I'm going to get ready. Mm-hmm. If I was married, I'd like, I'd go in looking homeless. Right. So this one is the one that really bothers women. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like this, that's a bunch of crap. That's not 2018. That's just not the era we're in. Okay. Make him approach you. No, hundred percent. And I agree with that too, because here's the reason there's some instinctual innate characteristics men are primal they are chasers they're hunters and if you deny them that it's emasculating and And it takes away their they need that yes they kind of need that little ego boost of coming after you and you saying yes i'd love to have that coffee or yes i'd love to go to lunch or whatever it is but make them come to you yeah if you're going to them still very true i do agree again Um, again again this is to get married 
right? Right. 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 Okay. That's the biggest thing. And yeah. so when women throw this back at me and they're like, oh my God, Kimberly, seriously? And you're like, do you want to get married? Right. I'm like, well, tell me what the net net is here. Tell me what the end goal What's is. Your goal? If your goal is to just go out and meet people and have fun, then no, this is stupid. But if you really want to find a life partner, y'all can hate me. Oh, by the way, um, our uh, email is biggirlpantspod at gmail.com. Send we us would all of your... so love to know what you really think send about us all this. all of your hate mail. Yeah, I really... Because I know so, so many women, especially millennials, cannot stand this stuff. Um, but the third one is be a responder, not a hunter. Hunters are men. You are not a man. Mm-hmm. So it's like just letting that primal, like you just said, instinct um, remain where it should it's in biology. the hunt process. It's biology. Exactly. Number four, never be offended. You love your flaws. You love yourself. Nothing you do is stupid. Smile and laugh. And what they're saying, if you read the chapter, is don't be overly sensitive. Yeah. Um, just because sometimes, with the flow. well, women can be a little sensitive sometimes, and men say stupid stuff. They just do, when when women are involved, they right. they just especially take a man who was raised. Um, like my husband is a perfect example with four boys. He was raised with four boys and his mom just by raising four boys had kind of lost a little bit of that feminine mystique, if you will. And just like she kind of around like dirty boys. Right. (laughs) Right. And so he doesn't really to this day after being married to me for 20 years, still sometimes doesn't know the right thing to say to a woman and can be very offensive, not even knowing it. He's just so blind to like what's appropriate because what you would say to a man is maybe not what you would say to a woman. I know feminists are like, but we're equal. But you know what? In some things, we're not. Well, and yeah, sure, we can be equal, but what do you want? That's right. So um, this is basically just saying, just don't be overly offended. Remember, um, they don't always know what to say. Right. They're just as nervous as you are, too. And sometimes they just say dumb stuff, and you just kind of kind of let it roll. I mean, it doesn't mean we don't need to coach them and train them a little bit. Um, For sure. Constructive Um, criticism is really important. (laughs) (laughs) And you know Um, we're good at criticism because we're women. um, This is another one people cannot stand. Don't call back immediately. Um, You're a girl in demand, even if you're not. Be unavailable. Be unavailable. And I know everyone's like, that's such a game. I don't want to play the game. Fine. But if every time he calls, look, I'm just going to say it because I've had this conversation with um, uh, many women. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to say recently a couple of young girls um, and I'm not going to name names, but they thought that was ridiculous because it's a game in their minds. It's, it's a game. And I'm like, it is. They a thought game. it was ridiculous. Yeah. Don't you, have you have never heard of the term play hard to get? Right. So, but they think that that's again, playing the playing a game and not being authentic, not being genuine, not being who you really are. And I'm like, let me tell you what. So it, desperate, desperate right. is who you really are. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes we are, sometimes we are desperate. Sometimes we are lonely. Sometimes we are just sitting there waiting for the phone to ring or text or to show up or the email or whatever, so that we can see that we are, Wanted. somebody's thinking about us, yeah. but yeah. Or, Desired. Exactly. So there is some truth Well, you better to get that. a hobby. <laughs> well, not necessarily. I mean, it's okay to be lonely. It's okay to feel those things. It's not okay to put those things out there for other people to see in the beginning stages of dating. Yeah. You don't want to come across as always available and always waiting for him. They don't actually like that. Yeah. In that moment. Yeah. Oh, she's available. Super great. 
but how awesome is it going to be when you're like, oh my gosh, I really would love to go out with you, but I have plans. I am so sorry. What about, what about Sunday or what about next weekend? Or, you know, maybe, maybe you don't want to put it off that long because it is somebody you're super interested in and it's like a Wednesday. But either way, if they're interested, they're going to be interested in a week. And if they're not interested in a week, then that's not the person for you. Let them go. Right. Right. So I am still an advocate of that. And I know a lot of young women are not. So we just agree to disagree. (laughs) Um, Don't call first. I'm a big one about that too. Do not call first. Do not call first. No. And you're in the dating scene. So you can explain like you're living it. You're doing it. So, and if you agree with that still, I feel validated. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you feel validated. So this is the, what we were just talking about. Number 10, don't reveal too much. Mm -hmm. Um, once books, Oh, Oh, it's a book analogy. I feel so smart right now. Um, don't reveal too much. Once books are open, they end up closed. So, that's the whole point we were just talking about. You you open yourself up to be authentic, to be genuine, to be the real you, to see, you know, if they don't really like who I am, they're not worthy of my time. No, no. sorry, it doesn't work that way. That's not how that works. If they show you exactly who they are up front, no. And they, it kinda, they're holding back too if they're smart. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of like what I was talking about earlier too. Like obviously like what you want, what you're looking for, like what you're playing the game for. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I was saying like too, like when you go all in or when you sleep with someone really early. Right. It kind of, <laughs> okay, this sounds really weird too, but <laughs> it kind of like prevents you from potentially moving forward with that person. Yeah. Like investing more time into dating them and getting to know them because mm-hmm. maybe you see some signs that you don't necessarily think you want to take on as far right. as like dating. Right? Yeah. So like I'm really attracted like to this Like this is person. a project person kind of thing? Right. Yeah. Or you see some red flags that you're not willing to put up with, but you are interested in them sexually and you want to have sex with them, but you don't want to date them. Right. And it's okay. I say, right, I am I am not that person. This right. is where April and I disagree. This right. is where 70% of women on the planet right now disagree with me. But Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's probably 50-50. It definitely Maybe. probably is 50-50. You have to think about, like, how old I am versus how old you are and where you are at in, rela- in relationship status. But it's like, that's what, like, okay, so I'll use myself. Like, you know, I see that this person has like potential, but yeah. they're maybe not on my level to date or maintain a status, a quote unquote relationship. Like, mm-hmm. like, do I want this person to go out with me all the time? Do I want to claim this person as my boyfriend? Maybe right. not, but I'm still attracted to them. And maybe I wanted to have fun with them. Maybe I want to have a fling or whatever. My stepmom, she was like, I didn't date anybody for five years. She's like, but that doesn't mean that I didn't have sex. Yeah. She's like, I was, you know, I had, a person that would come over when my kids were asleep or I would, you know, when my kids were with their dad, I would go over to his house and right. that's just how it was. Yeah. And just because I didn't want to date that person or call them my boyfriend or my husband or my partner doesn't mean that I can't Didn't want to play have... with them. Right. They were your, what do you call that? Boy toy. Boy toy. Nothing wrong with a boy toy. Nothing. Um, this one I love. Don't date people who are already dating people. Um, yeah, that's a pretty so, good point. And just in the last few years, I mean, just less than the last probably two years, I have multiple friends who have been dating married people. I can, and I'm not saying, like, I actually know there's one couple I know very specifically, very, very close 
Then it actually worked out for her, but let me just say. That's the outlier. I mean, that does not, most of the time, in fact, the whole time this relationship was unfolding, everybody thought she was going to end up crushed because it just doesn't usually happen that way. Number one, it's really, it's not a good idea for multiple reasons, <laughs> right? There's, there's somebody else's heart at stake. There's somebody, there's collateral damage in that. And, and who knows who that's going to be? Children, you know, who, it, there's just so much going on on the other side of your good time that you're, it's, it's just not right. Yeah. And I cannot get on board with that. 100%. And most of the time, it's a waste of your life. It is. It's a waste of your heart. There's so it's many a waste people of your out time. there. Yeah. There's, there's so many people out there. Yeah, I just can't Why do on. you have to date someone who's married? And to be fair, like... It, or even that, just in a serious dating relationship. You know, here's Somebody that's not single. That's right. If, you've got, <laughs> if you're dating a guy and he's like, look, I, I don't like her. I don't love her anymore. Like, I just want to get away from her. And you're dating that guy. He doesn't want to date you. One. and Or he does... He wants both, right? But he's never going to leave the other one. And two, what do you think he's going to do if he ever does really leave that other person for you? He's already shown what he's capable of. Do you really think he's not going to do that to you too? The People odds? don't change. Not really. No. I mean, anyway, I don't want to get on a soapbox because... The two people that I know that I said it kind of worked out for, I love them. They're amazing people. I know. And it is working out for them. But I, that's one that's the, one story I can say. That's the exception to the rule. The that's rule right. is don't date people who are in relationships. The exceptions happen. Yes, exactly. But don't base your life, life on exceptions. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm trying to find it. Oh, only casual kissing on the first date. That's a good point. Yeah, so... Uh, we are we already kind of rehashed that or, or talked about that. I I am not an advocate of sleeping with somebody on the first date. You kind of said kind of the same thing actually. I think it no, sounds 100%. like you believe you in that get, unless you're just looking for a hookup. Oh yeah, for sure. And if you want to get married, like then no, you can't sleep with them on the first date. And again, there are exceptions to that rule. However, the general consensus is do not sleep with him on the first date. Right. It says, seriously, don't have sex. When it comes to intimacy, stand your ground. They will respect you. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember. They actually respect you more when you don't sleep with them on the course, first day. Of course. Of yeah. course. Um, and I don't I'm remember. Like, it's been so long since I've read this book. I don't remember if their plight was like, don't have sex until you get married. Like, I really don't remember that. I do know that is not a realistic expectation these right, but, days. But, like, I know that. But, but abstaining from sex until monogamy, that's not ridiculous. Not at all. Right. Not at all. Until you establish, like, that you guys are boyfriend and girlfriend or you're dating exclusively or whatever, that you, he's not seeing anybody else, you're not seeing anybody else. Like, that's when you decide to take that next step and have sex. Right. Yeah. And again, this is all this stuff in the dating Period, right? So what the one I'm about to say mm-hmm. is another one women have a lot of problems with, but it's don't be bossy. Let him be a man. Bossy can come off as jealous and insecure. So this is, again, this is through that dating period until you hook them. Because <laughs> I am bossy and I know that. But I let Brad be a man when we were dating. I let him pick the restaurants. I let him drive. I let him pick me up and do all that fun stuff. And I am a very independent person yeah very independent sometimes you have to play the game but i you know that's what he needed and so and i was it was actually kind of nice well and to be fair like you know think about women these days i know for me like i like if let's say somebody asked me like 
you know, for lunch, let's say whatever. Yeah. Or dinner or whatever. They asked me within the parameters, like, oh, you know, is there any like dietary restrictions? And I'm like, <laughs> I need to eat beef. But they're like, you know, um, what do you, what are you up for? Um, you know, number one, I, I don't drink. I'm not a big drinker. So going to a bar would really be kind of a moot point for me. And yeah. then like, you know, what do you, what kind of food, is there any food that you don't like? You know yeah. what I mean? Like asking questions like that is okay on their part because they don't want to mess it up yeah, either. But in exactly. the same respect, I, like I give them very small, like very wide parameters. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't drink and I need steak. So like, <laughs> make it happen. you know what I mean? Like make it happen. Oh, and then I want to ask about that. Like the fact that you're not drinking, is that a turnoff to some people? It's actually been the exact opposite. Okay. Like a lot of people admire it. And I've met a lot of men who don't drink as well, which okay. that's kind of cool. Cause we can connect on that level. Okay. And it just, you like it, even further down the road, you just think about like things that you won't have to encompass because they don't drink. Yeah. And like you what? Don't drink like either. Like drunken stupors. Well, like and- Brad last night. <laughs> my husband is a Saturday night alcoholic <laughs> for real every I mean, Saturday just, night that man yeah is out of control drunk and he's not an angry person he's not a violent person no he's, he's a just goofball. drunk <laughs> he's a total goofball but it's every Saturday night he doesn't drink Monday through Thursday Friday night he'll drink but it's nothing big Sunday's not really actually I should say Sunday through Thursday he doesn't really drink yeah but Saturday night my goodness he likes to get turned Oh, and it's up. exhausting but for me. But anyway. But yeah, that's just something that I won't even have to okay. think about. And, and, and it's it's kind of been nice. And the reaction has been more positive than negative. Okay. Because I feel like society as a whole, big drinkers right now. For sure. Like more so than ever before. And yeah. I don't know that that's true. I'm, I've never seen a statistic on that. I have no idea. But it just seems to me that everybody oh, drinks I mean, in excess these days yes. and it's like and it's normal it's totally normal but and i i actually I, sh- I can't say i stopped drinking that that's not true but you cut back significantly significantly so like since as uh, the august 20th i'm segueing we'll come back i promise but august 20th i decided i'm not going to drink for a year well that lasted about 30 days and then i had a glass i had actually in the last so august 20th to today is what october Seventh, I have had a total of six glasses of wine. Okay, total on three separate on three separate days. Yeah, so I've drank three days in six weeks. Yeah, so I've cut back significantly. Yeah, mine was for no other reason than just like mental clarity. Yeah, I mean weight loss. But don't get me wrong, I'm in sales, so people want to go to happy hours. My coworkers want to go to happy hours. Yeah, clients want to go to and I go and you I go too, but I just don't drink. Yeah, and they're like, and you know, it it kind of makes people uncomfortable too. But that's also kind of like goes back into the rules and the game of you know what is it that you want? Because if I want to date someone. I can't date someone who's a heavy drinker because that's just not my lifestyle. That or if some somebody who's uncomfortable with you not drinking. Yeah. So even if they're not a heavy drinker, but they're uncomfortable with you not drinking. Well, and I mean that doesn't mean that I will never drink, right? Mm-hmm. It just means that it's very limited for me. Um, this year alone, this is October. I've been drunk this year one time. Yeah. And I've had probably a total of maybe ten drinks all year. Yeah. So makes sense. That's like a drink a month, but honestly, it just it it really just goes into like you know, a couple of situations or a couple of occasions where I've had two or three drinks or whatever, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't happen for me. I'm just too busy to, to have hangovers. That's yeah. my thing. And, um, well, and you're a mom, you're a single mom. Right. And I remember when my kids were little, I never drank. Right. I mean, very, very rarely, maybe holidays, things like that, just because you're just, you're too busy. Yes. And you can't risk 
drinking too much and your kid gets sick or needs to go to the hospital or something happens, and you, you can't just drive because you you're cannot a drunken be mess. In, right. You cannot be in that yeah. situation. So the next one, um, I'm going to combine two of the rules, but it's basically in a nutshell, never act like you're bored on a date and never be too emotional. So like crying... Because if oh, you're you cry on the first date, it's not a good deal. It's not a good this idea. This isn't even a first date. <laughs> this is just general rules while going through the dating process. So you might have been dating this person for like three, four times. Yeah. And let's just say that's probably this. I think these things probably apply to the what the first two months or so, maybe month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's going to happen. Like, if you guys are, if, you know, if you're really connecting with someone and you're having like a really intense, deep conversation about like something that maybe have happened in your past or whatever, and you shed a couple of tears, that's different that's... than being hysterical and crying over your ex boyfriend. Right. Yes. I I do agree with that, yeah. but I think it's subjective. Some women's idea of shedding a couple of tears is hysteria. Yes. Yeah, to to me, like when I look at them, I feel like they're hysterical. You're like because I'm not super emotional, and I. Really Rarely, rarely cry unless it's a movie or, you know, some sad commercial. Yeah. But, and, uh, but in but, the same respect, too, I think, like, the, I have talked to a lot of men who I've seen cry recently. And, you know, I don't really know these guys very well. So yeah. it's like, you know, they sometimes break the rules, too. But, again, those are the outliers. Those are the exceptions. Yeah. And, you know, men don't, <laughs> men don't typically get hysterical when they cry. Right. They just cry. But women... Can literally can lose their minds. Get a little nuts. We lose our minds. So you really want to try not to do that. Yeah. Um, and then I love the don't act bored. That's just... Or check your phone. You can add that. Do yeah, not check your phone That's a new one, right? Because on that's date. not something that, that I dealt with back then. We didn't have them. So yeah. That goes for gosh. guys too, though. Like, don't... If you're bored, then... Just End it. End it. Cut yeah. the date short. Be like, I, you know, I gotta go run and get by. <laughs> yeah. You just act... You seem childish. For sure. You seem childish if you're... And you're wasting both, acting bored. And you're wasting both of your both you and your date's time if you're that bored on a date. Like Yeah, absolutely. Next. Okay, I'm looking to see. Like I'm not reading all of these because there's just too dang many. And I'm trying to see like which ones are the most worthy of our attention. Sympathy is stupid, so stop trying to get it. That's a rule. <laughs> That's fair. I love it. Well, you know me. Like obviously I would love that. I'm just not super emotional and emotional women drive me nuts. Yeah. I have no patience for it whatsoever. I really feel genuinely that I should have been a dude. Like something went wrong. Yeah. I probably like, should have been a dude too. I played football. Oh yeah. You, you qualify more than me, but <laughs> no, I just, I'm not, qualify. I'm not emotional. I'm not a super emotional person. Yeah. And so when I see overly emotional women, I'm like, get it together. I mean, really hold it together. When's your birthday? Oh, I'm a total Scorpio. You're a Scorpio? I'm a total Scorpio. Oh my God, so funny. It makes so much sense because we're compatible. Oh. Like our signs are, you, are compatible. What's yours? A Virgo. Oh. I'm a perfectionist. Yes, you are. You and Taylor. Taylor is a Virgo. Yeah. I love how we digress all the time. I know, but that's what's so great about our podcast. It's so fun. Oh, I love number 40. You're going to love number 40. And okay. so many women out there are going to like send so much hate mail. Stay fit, stay beautiful, and show him and yourself that you care Bruh. about being healthy. Bruh. Yeah. Yeah. I have gotten more like, um, and obviously you, you attract what you are, mm-hmm. right? So for me, that's on the inside and that's the, on outside. the outside, exactly. that's everything. Yeah. So I want someone who's genuine, who takes fitness 
pretty seriously, who is a nice person who doesn't get blackout drunk every weekend, you know? So it's like, I am like, this is so perfect that we're talking about these rules because (laughs) I'm literally doing this like in aspects of my life without even like having read that book. Right. So like, like I said, I went to um, a gym, it's called Destination Dallas. It's like, um, I call it a douchebag gym, but it's not really a douchebag gym. It's just like where people go that really take fitness seriously. Cause like where I would never be right for sure. You would never go there. (laughs) You're like, that's not my kind of place. No, but it's like, um, bodybuilders go there. uh, People that are like a power lifters where they wear gloves. They don't wear gloves. You know, like the little gloves, like the little workout gloves. Uh-uh. You have them. No, I don't. I've seen you wear those little weight glove things. That was from th- that picture was from 2013. Oh, yeah. So that's not what workout. I don't wear gloves. Do. Look at these calluses. Oh wow, they're they're serious guys. Yeah. We should take a picture and put it on Instagram. And they're tan. They're tan. But anyway, it's like um, I'm putting myself in those situations because I want to attract someone that is like minded. Yeah. So you know, I, I got up on Saturday morning. I got ready. I went to the gym. Like I wanted to, you know, not like putting it out in the universe, but I was like, I want to be a constant at this gym. I want someone to talk to. I want a man to pursue me from this gym. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I want that to kind of be the atmosphere. I want that. I want to be the kind of energy that I want to attract. So what does that mean? I'm going to go in, I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to, you know, take my training seriously. I'm going to be nice to people Mm -hmm. and they talk to me and I'm going to look good. Like I, I, I curled my hair and I did my makeup. Like it wasn't like how I did my makeup last night, but it was, you know, I put some makeup on and I wanted to look attractive and I wanted to look approachable because that's what I want to attract. Like, how do you feel about, so there's a um, philosophy around, if you know what you're looking for, you'll attract it. I totally believe in that. Um, so having an idea or picture in your head, like a list. Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe in that? I feel like they're important because in recent past relationships, I have kiboshed the list or mm. thrown it out. And, and it like, didn't work out. It didn't work out. And kind of like, um, you know, what you were asked, what you brought up earlier, like the situation that I was in, uh, you know, I was dating someone for a really short amount of time, but it progressed really, really quickly, like really quickly. And a lot of people, especially from the outside looking in, they were like, wait, what? (laughs) Like what's going on? And are we talking about the one I think we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I never really, well, let me, let me say something on that list thing before we segue into this. Cause there's more on that. And I know we're going to go down a whole nother let's do it path on that. Yeah. So the whole list thing, here's my, I really do think women, you need to have a list. You, you need, need to, to have a list. You need to know what it is you're looking for. And what you won't compromise on. And these, are, this is not necessarily, um, you know, like a looks thing, brown hair, blue eyes. That's not what I'm talking about. No. Like characteristics <laughs> that make up. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> but I mean like characteristics that make up the perfect person to you, keeping in mind that nobody is perfect, right? But also keeping in mind what is important to you. For me, right. like I said, for me, someone that works out, someone that is not that big of a drinker because that just doesn't suit with my lifestyle, yeah. someone that is obvious that either, and for me, this is totally backwards for a lot of other people. I would prefer to date someone that already has kids yeah, because I don't want to enter a relationship where someone doesn't have kids and, and then they, they want, want them, them yeah. because I don't want any more kids. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and I think there's little, th- not little things, there's things like, you know, religion and um, culture like if it is important for somebody and this isn't a racial thing this is just if it's important to you to date somebody who who shares the same cultural um, beliefs beliefs and expectations Practices. and all that yeah you, yeah you really then you need to stay in that lane because the problem is if that is important to you and then you get away from that that's going to be a, a subject or a source of tension in your relationship and it's all because you didn't stay true to what you really what you knew was important to you yeah um, and same with religion like like if, if you're a 
um, a Christian or Muslim or Buddhist or whatever. Or agnostic or atheist. Or whatever it is. Like if, if that's who you are to your core and it's very important to you, it's probably going to be a challenge if you don't match with somebody who's similar in, in those belief systems. It doesn't mean, because I know people that are Christian and married to, to agnostic or atheist people. Like for, I'm a perfect example of that. And yeah. you know, it, it was fine for us because it was an important thing for me yeah. personally, but it wasn't necessarily a make or break for the person I was with. I really genuinely didn't care about yeah. that. I mean, I cared. It's going to come across wrong. But it wasn't like, if they don't go to church with me every Sunday, and if they don't pray with me at the table, and if they don't do all these things with me, then it's, you know, then... It's not going to work. It's, it's not going to work. work. I've never been that person. Right. But if you are Extremist. that person... Yeah, but if you are that person, then you need to marry somebody who has the same beliefs as you. Otherwise, it Agreed. will become an issue. But what I was getting to in such a long way, long-winded way, is yes, I'm, I believe in a list, and I think you do need to have some idea of what you want in a person. That said so here's where I'm going. I have a friend who is 45 years old, 46 years old. Mm. She has had a solid list since she was like 20. How's that working out for her? She's never been married. So uh, that's why I'm like, there has to be some sort of like we middle have to ground. Have wiggle room and well, compromise. Just a little compromise, a little yeah. understanding that not everybody is perfect and you're not going to be able to check all the boxes. But you How know, many items are on the list? Yeah, I don't know. That's your list. Probably a lot. No, I mean for her. Oh, yeah. Wow. Is it a pretty extensive list? And it's a, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah I'm not even going to go through because then people would know who I'm talking about. So like just immediately. So I'm not even going to talk about like some of the items on that list, but they're pretty specific. Yeah. And I'm just like, mm, my list is pretty easy. It's like, you know, you have to like, and it's funny because somebody was asking me this the other day, um, like, are you going to like, <laughs> are you crazy? Like, are you weird? Whatever. And I'm like. Honestly, who's wait what? <laughs> so it was, okay, it was a guy that I was talking that I'm talking oh, to, and he's and asking you if you're crazy. We were or being weird? facetious with each other. We were just like, you know, because I'm like, you know, are you gonna like blow me up? Is this gonna bother you? Does this oh. bother you? Like, you know, how do you feel about this? Whatever. Because I just feel like that before you invest your time with someone, it's okay to ask like some of those like initial questions. Like, yeah, what drives you nuts? How do you feel about religion? Like, do you want to have children? Stuff like that. Because if you kind of get over that hump or get over that mystery of whether like where they stand on those issues, then you can know either a this could potentially go somewhere. Or B it's probably not going to go anywhere. Right. And that doesn't mean again you do have to like sleep with them it just means that you can like have these conversations that's and like dialogue like that's exactly dinner exactly. conversation look, some people will disagree with that but i personally am very candid and very upfront very Same. quickly so Same. and it doesn't mean i show my i'm not talking about showing your true colors i'm just yeah. like this is conversation so if you're in a dating situation likely you're both looking for a life partner right, right? unless right. you're on a hookup app but right. you're probably there because you're looking for someone yeah there's nothing wrong with saying you know i'm just curious like this is going to sound weird or maybe a little forward, but why not just get it right out of the gate? Do you want kids? Like, do you want to get married? Right. Like what's important? What is to your you? outlook on and those it's, things? It's not an emotion. I think, I think that's the key is to getting the emotion out of it. Yeah. Get, be very pragmatic. <laughs> get the emotion. You don't want children. Oh my, oh my God. God. Like, no, it's just like, Hey, do you said three hours getting ready for this day? Oh my gosh. There are women. But yeah, it's like, in a, and I just, told this person, I was like, you know, I just, I just kind of want to know that before I keep 
like I continue talking to you because we're having good dialogue. Yeah, we're yeah. going back and forth. This is some of the nice things about these apps though. Don't, don't they address some of those yes, things? Yes. I'm so front? glad you brought that up yeah. because, um, on hinge it says almost everything. It says, um, like your age, your location, uh, whether or not you drink, yeah. smoke cigarettes, smoke pot, um, whether you are, it's a, you have the ability to say like your job, if, yeah. you, if you have kids or if you want kids, um, I actually met a guy who was a single dad who has two kids and it says has kids, doesn't want kids. So mm. I, I liked spoke to him first. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Cause that's exactly what I want. <laughs> like, yeah. I want you to have your own kids so you can know what that's like to have kids and to be done with that. But also that you don't want any more kids yeah. and we can just kind of like, you know, whatever. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, it's like they, it spells it out for you, but it's really hard too, because it's like. Again, this goes back to the list. Like you have to know what is important to you because even on those apps, it says whether you're like religious, what kind of religion, Mm -hmm. um, if you choose to put it out there, um, what you do for a living, how old you are, how tall you are. Wow. For men, that's pretty important. Oh, I think that's important. Yeah. Because so, um, my daughter's husband's, so my daughter's mother-in-law is tall. Mm -hmm. She's very tall. Mm -hmm. And that is something that's been important to her um, when she was seeking her new partner is she wanted somebody tall because she was really tired of what, you know, dating men that, or, or, you know, being with men that when she would put her, she loves wearing high heels. She's got great, sexy legs. Yeah. And so she loves wearing high heels and she would always tower over men. So I know that was like a major, major point for her. So can you imagine like you, if that wasn't on there, that was me though. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're kind of tall, aren't you? Well, no, I'm short. I'm five, five. But, oh. um, when I would wear heels with my ex-husband, he didn't like it. So I just got rid of all my high heels and I'm like, oh. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not doing that anymore. No, I, I am taller than Brad and heels for sure. Um, I'm five, five as well. He's five, six. So when I put my heels on, I do tower over him, but he's never cared. Yeah. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. So that doesn't, you know. No, You're fine. You don't have to get rid of your. The shoes. only time I care is when we're dancing. Yeah, I can't stand being taller than him when we're dancing, but otherwise I could care less. Yeah. So anyway, that's that. Now we are at an hour and fifteen. We can either go or we can stay part one, part two. Um, we can go for like fifteen more minutes sure. and be done. Okay, cool. But yeah, I think I think it's just like I think dating and the whole like just. <laughs> Dating, right? Because it's like, but but what else do you call it? There's nothing else to call it. You just really have to decide whether, like, um, what you courting. Want. But courting goes into but courting goes into marriage again, right? Because you're in the courting phase, and then you move and you progress. Oh yeah, so figuring out why. I'm why dating. are you dating? Why am I doing this? Why are you dating? What are you looking for? What's so your goal? You were gonna say something about this a relationship oh, you were yeah. previously in. You wanted to talk about it on the podcast because it was some good stuff, and I. I yeah. So what? Okay. So I want to know what lessons you learned, if any, from that situation. I don't mean like, um, what lessons did you learn, April? That's not right. what I mean. I just mean like, what was your takeaway? What was your takeaway? Yeah. Thank you. So um, I met this person in person, which is very rare these days, right? I wasn't even on a dating app at this point. Yeah. Um, and uh, we just kind of really hit it off at first, and everything was going really well. Um, I mean, you and in, you introduced us, kind of. <laughs> I'm responsible for you this there. life lesson. Good job. But um, it just progressed really, 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 really quickly. And I think it has something to do with the type of people that we both are. We're both Virgos, which we're, again, we're both perfectionists. We're both. And does um, that work typically well together? Yes. So okay. Virgos together, are, it, it's actually, it can be make or break, oh. right? Because we're very, we're perfectionists. We're not necessarily OCD, but we're, um, 
Yeah, we like to check all the boxes. Gotcha. We're box checkers. Okay. So um, it progressed really fast, and it was, you know, we're both very passionate people, and we're very honest, very upfront, very candid, um, but also very, like, uh, driven in that we know what we want. Yeah. So we both kind of had lists in our minds, and maybe we didn't discuss those lists in our minds with each other, right? Well, no, you couldn't have, right? Because your lists don't align, well, but that's, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. we, you know, my list went one way, his list went yeah. another, but we never discussed that yeah. with each other, like what we were looking for in the other person. We just kind of like went with the flow, but it also went really, really fast. So it was, it was a lot of red flags, but what was it that made it go so fast? What about him? We just felt, honestly, it was amazing. Was he like it a long lost friend or something? It was like, not terrible. Nothing about it was bad, but it's kind of like what you said, like, um, letting like showing too much of yourself initially yeah um it was like i started the book you 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 guys got to that part where it's like okay i know everything i need to know about you and now what seriously like every conversation we had we would literally finish each other's sentences Mm. and thoughts in a month an idea oh in a week wow in a week i think he told me he loved me in two weeks wow yeah and i said it back because i didn't I, i didn't so i i wasn't necessarily listening to my intuition a hundred percent but i was listening but i was i was 95 percent bought in but it was like that five percent was really big yeah um he is very religious i'm not a very religious person anymore um and i think that you know even though i said i really respect your beliefs i think he really wanted me to kind of jump on board with them Mm -hmm. and that's just not who i am yeah he's also you know in a very like entrepreneur state of you know his life right now so pretty much any money that he makes from his business goes back into the business so that was a little stressful because it's like even taking into consideration like dating or anything that he didn't have any money to do anything he didn't have any money to do anything it's not that he was unemployed or deadbeat or anything he was was hustling he was you know you know he was working yeah very busy all the time but um that played a factor and then um you know it just it just wasn't going to work. Yeah. And I think that I should have listened to myself. Number one, number two, I should have taken it a lot slower. Yeah. Yeah. Because I really did think that this was someone that I could have potentially married there. Really? Really? There were so many red flags for me <laughs> watching well, I mean, from the outside, from right? the outside. Oh my gosh. So many, I've known you, I guess a year, a little over a year now, which I know isn't forever, but you and I kind of similarly, has it only been a year? Yeah. I just, I hired you when in August, you started in September and it's October. Wow, it's only been a year. I know. That's what I, my point is, though. It, I we, feel like I've known you for five years. Um, red flags. Like, I just... Okay, one was, um, you know, you have a daughter, and she, you, you know, just recently got out of this relationship with um, um, Brad, right. and I, I, I couldn't stand, like, I, I was almost a little bit protective and like a little mother hen over both you and Chloe. Yeah. And there was one situation we were sitting, um, we had a little meeting, um, business meeting mm. with these individuals, yeah. um, with the, the guy we're speaking about and his business partner, and then April and I. Um, and then he had cut her off, he had cut April off a couple of times and said, well, if you let me finish and then something else, he said, well, hold on a minute or something. I don't even remember how he phrased it, but you weren't interrupting. Yeah. We were having a dialogue as four different people sitting at the table. It wasn't like you were obnoxious and being rude and interrupting. So the way he was responding to you was so wildly inappropriate from my perspective. I know I agree. Um, I, but I don't think you were as offended by his behavior as I was. Um, but, and I, it's not like it was towards me. It was towards you, but I was just like, 
whoa, dude, you need to step back before yeah. I knock you out. Yeah. And I actually did say that. Yeah. I, you know, I did like, you were like, if you say that one more time, we're leaving. <laughs> yeah. Cause I just thought, okay, that was the third time. Right. Stop. Right. Like, stop it. And like and, when he and I had had conversations like before where we're like both going back and forth in really intense conversations, it had kind of been like that but yeah. on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. So like he would, like I would be talking or I'd be going well, on and, he, and he'd defense, be like, like he thought that was okay with you because in private you guys had already had that kind of, but in the same encounter. respect, this is a business setting yeah. and we're having a meeting and with you're my your partner. business partner. Right. So it's like you, you're not allowed to talk to me like that. Right. And to be fair, like people make mistakes or whatever and he probably felt like he was trying to get his point across but um, well but let me say what i think about that well sure. I, i'm saying i told him after that like that that was unacceptable and he wasn't allowed to do that and he was like i didn't even mean to yeah like, sorry, and, I, and I don't think he did but here's the thing that is still his personality that is still it at his core that is still um april's daughter just walked in with her lipstick on her, purse, her purse on her shoulder um, looking like Miss Thang. She is Miss Thang. So cute. She's but my, sure my point Thang. is, that was still a part of his core. Like, that's just who he is, right? Like, those types of things were going to surface just because it's there. Like, it's, if he just, if he did it ever, he's going to, that's just his personality. Oh, yeah. It's not going to not happen. And but then, that's, that's what came up with the whole religion thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He asked, you know, us to pray at the table with him. And, you know, I, for me, as far as religion is concerned, especially with my daughter, um, I feel like it's, very much like um, if she is interested, if she's curious, if she wants to learn about it, that's up to her. That's her prerogative. Absolutely. It's not and my and you would support that 100%. 100%. But I, you know, it's, it, I'm just not that kind of person who's yeah. going to hold hands and pray at the dinner table. Yeah. Whether or not I feel like I identify as a certain religion, like you can't force that upon someone. Yeah. Yeah. And he was very, um, such a nice guy. Like, I mean, the just a very nice person. I know that the picture we just painted doesn't give you, like, the perception of nice, but he really was. A very nice, genuine human being. At yeah. least I think genuine. Is. And that's kind of where I'm going with yeah. that. Multiple times he came up to me, multiple times um, at, at a party that I, that I had and, and thanked me for hosting, which I thought was nice. But in this situation, this was my daughter's gender reveal. So it's like, well, you're welcome. Like, I mean, what did he say? How do you say it? Just, oh, thank you so much for hosting the party. Like, I, it didn't make sense coming from his place, just because you know, thanks for inviting me. Well, here's the thing. Thanks for inviting me, but certain this was people, thank you for hosting. Certain so, like, people have some, to overcompensate. Yes, that's where I'm going. Like, yeah. he is a very insecure person. And I guess that's where I'm kind of getting to with all of this, like the red flags. Yeah. All the red flags that I sh saw led back to his insecurity, the way he was talking to Chloe, which it wasn't mean. It was just giving direction to a little girl that he had known for one week. And I, there was just so many things. And I'm like, he's obviously a little bit insecure. He's not 100% comfortable in his own skin. Yeah. You are. Yeah. And so that is why when you and I were talking, I was like, this, I don't see this working. And I didn't say anything for a while. It wasn't until you kind of. A while, came, 31 whole days we dated. Yeah. Well, I mean, in that first 31 days, it wasn't until you said something first where I felt like I could say anything because I didn't want to offend you. Well, going you. forward, I'm going to need you to offend me. Um, <clears throat> right. In every I know I situation should. I should have ever because. In life. 
in my opinion, and that's all it is, that was never going to work. Yeah. Because you are very confident. You know exactly who you are. You do not apologize for who you are, which is what I love about you. And he was so uncomfortable in his skin. He really hasn't found maybe himself he was yet. Li- yeah, maybe he was a little like intimidated by my confidence. Maybe it was I, the financial sure. situation that he was in that made him like... No, he, it's not even about you. It had nothing to no, do... No, I know. It's Those things like, were impactful in your relationship. Right. But he was just insecure in his skin just because he hadn't found himself yet. Right. He's still kind of... And he's young. Well, I mean, and he's like in entrepreneur mode too. Cause it's like yeah. he went from being, from making six figures to now not making six figures. So yeah. That, had, that really takes sure. a toll on oh, everything. Oh, it really does. So it's like... And I, and I just... You know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like we just we didn't work mm-hmm. out. I learned so much. But he much. was a nice guy. I learned about like really taking really like being un- unapologetic about who you are, yeah. what you want, and yeah. what you're looking for in a partner. Yeah. And if if they don't meet the mold, if they don't fit the list, granted my list is not 487 li- things long. Like my like list five is things, right, right? My list is like have a job, mm-hmm. have a car, like be able to pay for your own things. Be able to pay for dates. If you can't afford to take someone out on a date, you shouldn't be dating. Mm-hmm. Um, have you know? Have goals. Have dreams. You know, kind of have your future. You know, a, a, an idea of what your future looks like. And you know, you're like even if it's a, a map on a drawn out on a napkin, I don't care. I Just mean, have some general idea yeah, of what you want out of life. As long as you're not like a terrible person, and you know, you're not really religious because that's just not. And one of those things that you need to add here's a little box for you to add to your list. Hmm. They have to be confident. They have to know who they are. They have to be okay in their own skin for you, yeah. not for everybody. And like that's okay for some, you know, other people, but for you, you gotta date somebody who is comfortable with who they are and they're comfortable in their own skin yeah. because otherwise they're going to feel intimidated next to you Yeah. because you make no apologies for who you are, Yeah. which is cool. Yeah. So anything else to, to discuss before we sign no, off? No, I, I think that was a really great episode though. I like it too. I loved it. We're so funny though. We're like, that was great. Like it's us though. And you know, <laughs> high five pats on back. <laughs> <Woo-woo>. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm going to let April plug all the social media stuff. Um, please, please, please give us a review. We would really, really love to hear yeah, anybody who's listening to this, please subscribe and review. Like oh, literally yeah. it's that easy. Just push the subscribe button and give us, you know, however many stars you think we should get. I'm going to say five, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then, uh, I mean, all of our social is, you know, on our um, website, but we're yeah, also on yeah, www.biggirlpantspod.com. Yeah, even um, YouTube. I put the YouTube as a separate. is in the website. Yeah, it's like a tab or whatever you want to call it yeah. on the website. It's not like a button with all the other social media. It's like its own spot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's that. But, yeah, thanks for listening. Cool. Until next time, you guys. Okay, bye. Bye.